Welcome to the Sky STEM podcast. My name is Nancy Wu, and today we have an entry from our Fraud Diary. The Fraud Diary series is where we talk about a case in the business world where someone or some people abuse their professional knowledge and power、um, to enrich themselves, to mislead the public, or commit general wrongdoing. All of the cases here are researched based on what's publicly available on the internet. And we just compile it together here. We mean no disrespect to anyone identified here. This is purely for educational purposes, and you are encouraged to do your own research as well. Today's case involves a company called Tango. Tango is an expense management company that was founded in the year 2000. They have automation solutions and services for order management, invoice management,、uh, inventory management, expense management. This is a B2B company. Tango did really well and grew quickly. In 2011, just 11 years after its founding, Tango went public. The actions I'm about to describe here allegedly occurred between 2013 and 2015, not very long after their IPO. In 2018, the SEC charged Tango as well as four high-level Tango executives with accounting fraud. The four people were Albert Sublot, who was the former CEO. The former CFO Gary Martino, the former SVP Expense Management Operations, which is、um, Donald Farias, and the former VP of Finance Thomas Beach, and I'm pretty sure I'm not pronouncing all of these last names correctly. Tango and these executives were accused of doing a basket of things aimed at inflating the company's revenues. I'm just going to go down the list here. Allegedly, the company counted customers' prepayments for future services as current revenues, which we know is incorrect in the eyes of GAAP. Even if you've received payment ahead of time in accrual accounting, you must only count revenues when you've actually performed a service and earned it, not before. They also got a loan from a business partner, but they recorded that as their operating revenues. Of course, revenues apply to money that is made through business operations, not from things like a loan. They were also accused of recording revenues in the wrong periods. They、uh, prematurely recorded revenues from contingent fee arrangements as well. What is a contingent fee arrangement?、Um, a contingent fee is any sort of fee that is payable only if there is a favorable result. So in this case. Most likely, the project was either incomplete or、um, they didn't generate good enough results, and they probably, most likely, weren't going to get paid, or the payment weren't due in that particular quarter. But the company made the decision to recognize those fees as their revenues anyway. They were also accused of recording revenues from customers who they knew were unlikely to pay. They violated the accounting rule for calculating bad debt reserves,、um, and they also were accused of prematurely counting revenues from long-term contracts with ongoing obligations which have not yet been fulfilled. 
What this sounds like、um, to me was that the company was searching under every couch cushion, so to speak, for anything that even remotely looks like it could be considered as revenues, and then counting it. All of this happened between 2013 and 2015, according to CFO.com. The finance team didn't actively participate in all of these fraudulently recorded transactions. In fact, finance rightfully questioned the validity of many of them. They just didn't make sense. But Donald Farias, who was the former head of expense management operations and basically the guy in charge of operations, he falsified business records to substantiate these transactions. Some of those falsified records were then provided to Tango's finance team, as well as to its external auditors to support revenue recognition decisions.、Um, the amount that was improperly recognized、uh, tallied up to about forty million dollars between 2013 and 2015. But the amount itself was not the most important thing. The most important impact of Tango's Improper revenue recognition practices was that in nine straight quarters, beginning in the first quarter of 2013 through the first quarter of 2015, Tango had falsely claimed to be profitable on a pre-tax income basis, whereas in reality the company had lost money on a pre-tax basis in every one of those quarters. So you can imagine the kind of impact this has on your stock price. Two very different stories we're telling here. These violations were brought to the attention of the company's board of directors around the fall or winter of 2015, when Tango received a letter from a recently terminated executive in its sales department. It's not clear whether this exec was fired or he or she left voluntarily, but. Obviously, this person felt the need to say something about this. The letter included allegations of fraudulent billing and reporting that allowed the company to report higher quarterly revenues. So, in this case, we got a whistleblower who tipped off the powers that be. Just so you know, forty-three percent of all investigative fraud schemes are initially detected by a tip. So, having a hotline for this kind of stuff is really important. Your hotline doesn't have to be a phone line. It could be an email, a physical mailing address. It could be a web form, or even a fax line if you want to make it really difficult for people to report. Yeah, make it a fax. <laughs> so the company itself, Tango, Albert Sublaw, Gary Martino, Thomas Beach, have all agreed to settle、uh, the SEC's charges without admitting or denying the allegations. Tango paid penalties of 1.5 million dollars. The rest of the game paid some amount to settle. And Tango's days as a publicly traded company was pretty short-lived.、Uh, the company was taken private in 2017, and it no longer trades publicly. This is a case of upper management coming together to misrepresent the company's financial health to the public.、Um, it could very well have been brought on by feelings of. The public's pressure to produce earnings. I'm just guessing here. I mean, Tango experienced tremendous growth. They went IPO. 
It was probably this golden child. Probably the investors had great expectations, which either was unrealistic or it just couldn't be achieved in that quarterly reporting cadence. Note that their auditors did not catch this. In all those ways that Tango's revenues were manipulated through the nine quarters, it wasn't caught by audit. This is not to speak poorly of their auditors. What this is to say is that generally no one knows the business as well as the people who are running it, especially for those who have a lot of experience dealing with auditors or perhaps they used to be auditors themselves. You know, it's not impossible to play the game well and deceive your outside auditors. You know, show them the paperwork they want to see, answer the questions the way you know they want to hear it. Auditors, they typically have a pretty high level of skepticism, but in this case, it really seemed like the manipulation tactics were pretty sophisticated. I hope you enjoyed this story. If you're not familiar with our company, SkyStem, come pay us a visit at www.skystem.com and learn all about what it means to automate and save time during month and close and improve your internal controls to combat fraud.